Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality. It's June 20th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condon, Mark Joseph, and Walt Silva. Hello, Derek. Hello. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Hello, Mark. Hey, Nancy, everybody. Hello, Walt. <laughs> Hello, everyone in, in Shungite Reality. Yes, the world's reality. Um, welcome everybody. I hope you're having a good day. I don't exactly know what we're going to talk about, but I did put up in chat a picture of a couple of ice cubes that are very, very weird. And what happened was that Derek sent me a picture. Actually, I think it, yeah, I guess it was just a picture. Um, and you know, at first you look at it and you go, what, do we, what am I looking at? And then you see these long spikes that come out of it. So Derek saw them. I'm going to let him tell you, you know, exactly the circumstances that this occurred in. Derek? Yeah. And it, well, and that's just my uh, just typical plastic ice tray that was in my freezer. And I don't typically have ice in there. I just don't use them. And for some reason... I did make them, I don't know, probably the day before and stuck the ice trays in the freezer um, to, of course, freeze. And then I went back again, probably two days later and looked in there and I was in the freezer and I'm like, what the heck is going on there? And then long story short, I took a photo of them to Nancy. So I didn't put them in a, I was going to say an unusual environment, but kind of, I mean, they were in my house. Um, and then I don't. You can't see on the back wall there. A little bit in one of the photos, you can see some signs, and they say different. Love is on some of those. A lot of you know words or signs or pictures. I'll say like that on the back wall. But that's the only, the only thing that was you know unusual. Of course, a well, actually, Nancy, let me think about this because what I did do recently was stuck a. So it's to be an S four. It was a Sasquatch uh, magnet on the fridge. I only made one of them. Um, because the mold just showed it ended up being too long of a magnet and basically it would um malform if it got too hot so i have just the one and only one of them but regardless it's a magnet the same as the other magnets um the shungite magnets but that's the only thing that was on the fridge at that time as well that i can think of um but that's what i know they're a couple inches long is what we're looking at here and they I, that's the only photos I have, so I don't know if I, I didn't take any downward shots because I wasn't thinking about it at the time, but they were perfectly formed, and I believe they were six-sided crystals um, when they were shot out of there, and I don't have them any longer, and they didn't last long once I got them out, um, and I haven't tried to do it again. What I made them from 
was, of course, Shungai water. But when you back up from that, what it first started with was Shungai water. And then I ran it through a machine I have that has a reverse osmosis, has a carbon filtration, a UV light in there as well for other um, different bacteria and things that that takes care of. And then that water lands into a glass water pitcher where there's some Shungite water beads. And that's what I filled it up with because I wasn't sure before if the um, ice was made from straight tap water or whatnot. So long story short, I just went a low CD, cleaned out the trays and did that. And that's what happened. Um, and I don't remember anything else that maybe was happening in the kitchen at that time. So, you know, kind of like how my life goes, you, you got to, you basically catch these breadcrumbs or figure them out and work backward. And then Walt put something in chat as well, uh, which was crazy weird too, Walt, the, uh, the resin device. So yeah, you can explain that, but he has a device in there that he shared where the resin, um, like a plastic hardening resin came up and, and did as well. Um, an odd thing outside of where it should have laid. Yeah, that, that was really an old picture where I used to have a, a six-foot pyramid in the garage. And what I was doing is, as I was making different items, I would uh, put it in the in the heart of the pyramid. If you you know the if that uh, point that's like uh, one third the height of the pyramid. Yeah, that's yep, the cool. sweet spot. So I would put items and see see the effect. I just wanted to see if there's a, some kind of effect. And then this thing happened. I could not avoid taking a picture because if you're looking at the at the surface of the resin, especially near those coils, you see there are like two little wavelets. They're actually sticking out of the surface. But yeah. here's the funny part is the rest of the resin in the entire mold was still liquid but yet these this the resin near the coils actually the actually hardened and made these shapes that look like a little wavelet so to me that that water creating those spikes is just a reaction that how much energy content was in that water that's what that's why it it's so let's call it what it is that's why it looks so alive because it is so full of energy, it had no other choice but to manifest whatever that thing, <laughs> whatever is the energy in the water. In my in my case, the, the resin was sitting at, at the center of the pyramid, and here you have these wavelets uh, where the rest of the of the resin was still purely liquid. So that's actually a manifestation of energy. What what kind of energy is it supposed to be? I mean. <laughs> Since you are able to see auras and you can see colors, maybe you can do. You, you're the better one qualified to analyze what. Okay, what is the energy? What is this energy? What is it telling me? What is it manifesting? Yeah, and that's because when I do look at that, that's instantly what I do and look at anyway. Seeing something like this, um, and that's interesting. You said the heart of the pyramid. So, and you know, for those listeners, it's not like I'm going to be able to say. Uh, energy type this that and the other because unfortunately we have to use the word energy um we really need like 50 or more different words of describing the different types of subtle energy so we're kind of limited here in conversation um but when i do look at it i'll just term it etherically so literally when walt talks about this and this is for the listeners um i get my we'll just call it vision for sake of time here off to the right of my physical vision we'll call it, um visual spectrum i guess to say and i can see the 
other energies there and they're pulling of course they're pulling on it but they're spinning too so let me get this picture up and what they're doing is they're vortexing to the right now is your picture showing that and i don't know if that's a reverse picture um <clears throat> it's like a speaker in a speaker when you stuck that energy vice in the six foot pyramid um and of course i have a similar pyramid out here so it's really easy to for us to all visualize it heightens again there's that bland word again energies um that your device was already making and doing and you said water what where's the where where was the water at oh not in this is no not in this one okay not in this this is this is resin in, yeah yeah in, in the mold okay because uh, i thought you'd mentioned water too and I, was, I meant to ask you that when you were speaking but i thought maybe put something else in there um but the water did the same thing so regardless of if it's in liquid form you know and in this case the resin of course when it got away from the um, further away from the larger amount of resin started hardening faster but that shows you there's that energy tug mm -hmm. um, and a pull on it so i can see that you know i don't know how the heck to explain it it's not one big pull it's a bunch of smaller vortexes in the si around the six foot pyramid in that area your your device pulled the energies already inside the pyramid closer to that spot i don't know how i don't know what's going on there but that's what i can see it doing um now take somebody with you know a maybe physics background um, to actually you know well the, the the thing is that we we are still we're kind of stupid in the sense that we think of energy as something uh dead or or asleep or something these re these energies are perfectly awake and conscious of everything <laughs> so they're doing what who knows they're reacting to our intention or they're reacting to our emotions i mean uh, it, it was the first lesson on, on this whole thing came to us in the form of the Shungite with, when Shungite started reacting to our thoughts and intentions, uh, like uh, Gene Rockefeller's phone reacting. I, I don't know who was thinking of who, if Nancy was thinking of Gene or the other way around, but the phone rung and it was one of the ladies trying to communicate with the other. And she didn't dial anything. They just <laughs> it was just pure energy, and that and the energy the Shanghai was the one in in that equation. It it immediately responded to what is being thought, and, and that's what happened. I mean, we're we're so we're so conditioned to think of this world like uh okay. This, everything is dead except me. I'm I'm the only thing that's alive here. Well, nothing could be farther <laughs> from the truth. Everything around you is alive. You just have to in, understand what is it that you're seeing and how you're interacting with it. Well, one add-on I can give on the so when and this would help me if I didn't you know get to cheat like I do. I would so I would visualize that <clears throat> excuse me that six foot pyramid. Um, I don't want to say so a more coalesced or denser energy, easier energy to use. So when you build a pyramid. It can be a copper one. It can be made out of different things. Copper works really well. Um, so visualize that. Not you guys. I'm just speaking in general to everybody. But that for me turns into um, a more usable energy. So now think kind of maybe loosely visualize water in there. I know there's no walls and can't hold water. But that gets to imagine a thicker density. And then your container, your device in that. So I'm trying to do this. I don't, I'm not describing this well. But when I use my visualizations to see not just layers around people like for example a buckyball another one around it blah 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 that's a great idea but if we 
focus on the stuff inside of there, the individual air quotes here, space, and I'm not talking physical, it's energetic, of course, because um, that's how I get to visualize it. So it's totally different and separate. And I'm just saying that if we just use that part in our recipe, if we're meditating, focusing, using pyramids to affect things, that's going to help us have a greater effect. Because often, at least I catch myself, oh, I just don't get into it too much. I think, oh, errors. I don't, I don't hyper-focus on that. So I'm guessing maybe others are the same way. I don't know. But again, when I find that I just add that perspective of separation, meaning that Again, if I look outside my office, you know, I got one of those six and a half foot tall pyramids, a couple of them. I just then can see the energy. Again, I'll just say denser. It's more there. It's more usable, cohesive. I guess that's a good word. Um, that adds when I use my intention abilities, strength to it. Even that's a rough statement to make a strength. I get it, but I don't know. So I'm just trying to, you know, help others from what I stumble into when I describe things horribly like this. <laughs> So, <laughs> hopefully somebody got something but it, i don't know how to explain it because again it's words i mean I, that, that we can't really we don't have enough of all right oh sorry i just want in the pyramid you say uh a third a third down from the top or a third up from the bottom it's uh it's one third is starting from if you d divide the height in in threes it's one third from the bottom from the bottom, okay. Mm -hmm. So, Derek, when you're looking at, uh, you know, the pyramids, you're just glancing out. Is there, uh, do you see the styrations of energy fields where where they may be intensifying or is it one complete energy field is just working and it just so happens that we all believe that at the third mark up from the bottom that you get the, the feeling of, you know, more cohesiveness? It does coalesce there naturally, but I'll tell you, you looking at it, and there's some physics study on this, because I'll walk in here, I'll see a period, people walk in the back room and perceive, see the pyramids, they don't even get in them, just them looking at that sucker moves the energy inside towards them, and then if somebody gets near them, it moves there, it's a malleable, uh, I'll just say living, well, wait, Walt said it already, I think living energy or somebody did. It's living, it's living energy. Know. It is. Now, leave it alone. Don't perceive it. Whatever. Yeah, it tends and likes to chill out where Walt's saying. And what I do, I actually sit in the face of the pyramid, not even in the middle of it, right around. So my heart chakra, long story short, is sitting right in the heart of the pyramid. And that's a thing. Um, but, yeah, no, it goes towards the people. And then the well, what do you mean? Is, what right? do you mean by the heart of the pyramid? The same third that we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, where Walt's okay. describing. Mm -hmm. It just... And I don't know why that's a Richard Miller question, but it co I'll just say coalesces there. It tends to accumulate, not all of it. So, but so think it's full of water. That way you don't, everybody doesn't visualize like smoke. Oh, it's all down there in a ball and a stronger chakra. Okay. A chakra of the pyramid would be in that area. An accumulation of the energy, not all the energies, but an accumulation of them. So that's a, a center, my ears, a center point. And then when somebody gets in it, they can start imagining stuff, and it'll go all kinds of crazy directions. It turns into a Merkaba, by the way, and I didn't know that. Somebody's put, somebody gets in there. Um, I'll just say somebody aware of themselves, um, and they get in there, and, and I'm not saying anybody can't do this. I'm just saying these people, again, I just tell you my perspective, who get in there and tend to do this often, meditate. I'd say get in their own space because I don't like pigeonholing people and saying, you got to meditate um because that's that's not a gotta anything but if it works for you do it um so if they get in there and they're aware that the 
I'll use my terms, the metaphysical is a thing, turns into a Merkaba, the invisible pyramid inverts around them. So I see the copper one there, there's another one, just whatever you want to say, inverted around them, and then it does stuff. It either shoots off the tips or they spin it or, and then sometimes I'll watch and, and even know what they're doing. And also don't forget that uh, as a whole, the pyramid is actually like an octahedron. There is an equivalent pyramid. Oh yeah, it goes going on down. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. you're actually looking at an octahedron, Correct. Not, not so much a pyramid. Uh, in the, a great source of information is uh, the raw material, the law of one books, because there's a, an entire chapter where Don Elkins was asking Ra about the anatomy of the pyramid. And Ra goes on to great detail to explain the operation of the pyramid is that uh, it actually has a complex kind of energy and anatomy to it. Like, for example, the queen's chamber, what you use it for, what it does, is completely different from the king's chamber because the king's chamber allowed for uh, taking your body out of the physical and transporting it. So uh, it went into great detail of saying, if you, if, you, if you work on this chamber, you get this effect. If you're on this chamber, you get this effect. Like on the other, for example, uh, the four faces uh, of the pyramid, there is, a, there is an energy center at each of the faces, which is like an hourglass. It's on a side or like an infinity symbol. And that that uh, uh, Ra gave gave it no importance, but the the human and Don Elkins was found it very important. He said, "Oh, that's it's just an, a prana pump. It, uh, it rejuvenates the body. That's all it does. Because what it does is, is actually pulling out all all energy distortions from the body. That's why it rejuvenates the body. And he referred to it as a prana pump, meaning a pump that pumps out uh, dirty or negative energy." And that's that, that's what you get if you sit where the that's why the open pyramid is so effective because if you if you sit in that plane that's defined by the face, you get that effect. You get a rejuvenating effect. And because there's four faces, four people can be sitting at once. Yep. No, that's a yeah. That's that's actually interesting. I never thought about putting four people in there. What I'll, I'll also say is. When I see these pyramids, I don't care if it's the Giza pyramid, an image of that, um, or this copper one, and here are these little tiny copper ones I got around my office. That's, and it was kind of what you're saying anyway. Well, that's that that's the physical part we see, and we see the pyramid shape. But then the rest of it is metaphysical, but it's all still there. But you just have to realize it, and then yeah, you can turn on octahedron, Merkabas. You can spin. It goes. There's no end to it. It goes on and on from there, and gets all that sacred geometry and platonic solids. But we're often thinking we're sitting in a pyramid. I wouldn't say that to yourself if somebody was and nobody's doing it here. But let's say somebody walks in mystical wares, jumps in there. I want this magic pyramid, do this, that, and the other. Well, you've just limited yourself because now you're talking about the copper tubes that are around you in that shape. That's just a, the physical aspect to get the ore going moving. The rest is metaphysical. 90% of reality is metaphysical, 10% physical, and that's BS anyway. Because nothing's even touching there. So, and all we need to do is realize that, not be able to explain it on the physics level. So, yeah, jump in there, imagine, I don't care if it's an octahedron, whatever your thing is that day, it's an energy container, um, and that's where they'll go. So, we're not really limited to, and that's where those, um, you said the infinity points, of course, they connect on to the other shapes that we often don't see in there, too. So, there's lots of points in there, and that's a prana pump, you called it. That was interesting. Yeah, uh, that, that, 
term was uh, about, uh, Ra itself used those words to define what that area of the pyramid did. So that's, like I said, the, the chapter is very interesting because it goes into great detail how the different specific areas inside the pyramid did different things. That's why the king's chamber has a particular effect. Like, have you seen the diagrams of the king's chamber that on top of the king chamber, there is like these layers, there's like a six or seven layers of material that uh, if you look at the description in books, it's like a, uh, like a, a, it's a light absorbing material like a, a soot. And the reason for that is because it, it, it's, it's blocking the energy stream that's going down so uh, allowing for that separation of the physical and the energetic. I mean, uh, Ra explains it far better than me. It's been so many years since I read it. But that's that's one of the reasons it, there's that particular shape to the king's chamber. The, uh, there's a purpose for those. There it is. It looks like a like a Chinese. It looks like a Chinese pagoda. Those layers actually are uh, uh, light separators. They separate the boundaries of light. Because of the, the the pyramid receives the also chamber. like a like a like a tremendous vortex of light from above. So in order to separate the subject that's going to use the chamber, that you have those layers in there. But it's very it's very elaborate. I mean, that's it's a big chapter, but that the entire chapter is dedicated to the functioning of the pyramid and what it does. Can, 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 can I jump in here? I want to tell a story. Can I can I jump in here? Yeah. Only if you know how to. I do. <laughs> okay, so years ago, and I'm talking about early 90s, I was reading The Keys of Enoch, and it's uh, supposedly a channeled uh, remote viewing educational. It's a, you know, just, but it's so full of science that when it first came out, people just didn't even know what to do with it. But over the years, scientists have found that, uh, I think his name is Hertek, was actually accurate <clears throat> in what he was representing, even though he was saying he was getting it from off-world, you know, in peoples or beings. So I'm reading this thing, and I, I get to a point where I stop, and I leave the book, okay? But I go to work, I come back, and all of a sudden, I get this messaging in my head that I got to build something. To make a long story short, I ended up putting this, this, I had scaffolding. Why would you have scaffolding? I'm talking dozens of pieces of scaffolding in my yard. I was led to that. I was led to build a particular geometric form out of it, which was basically two long sides, and then where you would have uh, you know, like a flat side, instead of that, it was made into a point. So you, the two ends were like in a point, and then you had the longer uh, section. And I went into the, um, after I did this, when I started the book again, the next page I turned it, and it was a absolute <laughs> schematic for what I had just built, but I had not seen it. And they were talking about that this was a Merkaba, even though, we know Merkaba is something else. So I ended up calling it the Merkaba. But then what happened was that I was led, and this was, 
you know, I don't remember if it was weeks or months. The time was different at that time. And I was led to build a pyramid. And the pyramid, it, I don't know if copper is, is 10 foot sections or eight foot sections, but it was, we built them with full sections of copper piping. And so we got this uh, four-sided Egyptian type of 52 degree angle thing, but we had to put it on a circle. So we had to take the copper. Now we got to make it into a round circle and attach everything to this, <laughs> this circle that the pyramid is, is standing on. And we actually uh, uh, welded it right together like that. And that was like, okay, so now what do we do with this? Well, now they had us take uh, copper and the poles again and attach it to the circle and to raise it six feet above the ground. Actually, I think it was higher than six feet because nobody had, nobody had to duck underneath it. But... Um, now now we're having this discussion and i always i was very cognizant of the fact that you've got the the the, the solid image in a 3d uh reality of the pyramid but that underneath it there was an exact duplicate of it but energetically that now i would think is more of a construct of the fourth dimension and I'll explain this in a second, because what happens is that when you've got when you're working in the bottom part energetically in that we're in the we're in the top of the pyramid. I mean, in the in the bottom of the pyramid, we're working in that one third of the bottom of the pyramid. For hours, we were doing all sorts of ceremonies, we, ceremonies in quotes. Um, we get together with music and everything else. But the concept of the Merkaba is that you've got two pyramids with a basis facing each other that merge into a 3D reality. So a Merkaba that we normally know is is got, you know, like looks like a star. But when you are within the confines of this device that they made us make. And I, I can tell you that we were having so many out-of-body experiences. We'd, we'd end up on different worlds. Uh, it, it was astounding. But I think that what happens when you've got this and everything is, is kind of humming and everything is working right, what happens is that the the metaphysical, as he put it, or I would say maybe fourth dimensional aspects of the pyramid itself and the reflection of it, they began to set up a a pulsing effect, okay? And you, they come together, they are a Merkaba, then they'll, they'll lean off, and then they come together and they lean off. It's not like, maybe if you got enough power, they stay there, but I, I'm not sure of that. But I think that... Um, what we're seeing, what we're experiencing with all these kind of weird things with the with the water crystal and now the resin thing here. In in this resin picture, I see it that it's the the, the, the copper wire, it's a very 3D thing to me. The water was very fourth dimensional. And it when I was talking with, with Derek about it, I realized that what had happened was that 
water is incredibly it, it's it's the best battery we have for organ energy it's it's an incredible memory capability within water is this just what it is we don't know anywhere near enough about water but what happened i think was that he was filling this water and at the same time you know because sometimes when you get into these mundane kind of activities it'll really throw you into a contemplative state your mind kind of doesn't have to spend too much time looking at that so it kind of starts playing with little thoughts that are you know behind us all the, the background noise okay it starts focusing on it and so what i don't know what you were thinking at the time derek but within that energy house of yours with all the things you got around it was that's that's a reflection of of your energy affecting that ice that water more so than than the the resin you know that was a, i think a construct struct of the uh, structure itself i don't think walt was there putting the energy i mean walt's energy is in everything but i don't think it was um of the type that you might have had because i've i've been with you long enough to know that you can suddenly go into a thought that just you know there's a spike in your entire energy field so you so, have to ask yourself uh about the the ice cubes was that happy water or was it pissed oh yeah <laughs> you know walt does get to the root of things doesn't he it's always love water because literally i do i don't I'm that OCD. I have a cup of water here in front of me. I literally take the time every time I consume water, a liquid, I'll actually go that out, um, put it out. Uh, love. And that takes seconds to do the whole buckyball love. I'll literally, sometimes, heck, I'll say it out loud. Um, and this, actually, that time I did because I was carrying both trays walking over. And I literally, usually I don't say it out loud because people around me, and they already think I'm crazy as hell, but I don't want to add on to it. So, all, but in this time, I literally said, I love you. I remember doing it and then sticking it in there. And then that's the last thought of it. And the next thing I know is they're shooting out of there. Um, and we can all do it. Again, it wasn't some, uh, I make the bad joke. I don't strike a magic yoga pose first. I just knew and had confidence and to the stupid degree, meaning because I've seen it so much, not just myself, but others, that that love, thought, feeling, impression, call it whatever you want, is a thing. And I own that. And again, that's just, I'm just an example no extra fingers on my hands. I'm not special. We can all do these things. Please, Derek, when these things happen, would you stop? <laughs> because I'm I, I'm so grateful that you took a picture of it. But, you know, again, we've got to look. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you did. Because, and maybe, maybe you should try to see if you can't do it again. You know, fill some <laughs> more ice. But, it would be fascinating to see the actual crystalline structure that those spikes took. Yeah, I wonder how I can't really get it under my, I'd be curious about that too, because I have a microscope, but it's only going to stay cold so long. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll try, I'll try and do it again. Well, even if you can just visually see it, because you didn't really look at it from that standpoint. Oh, I definitely right. saw that it wasn't, so, sorry cutting you off, well, but I definitely saw um, it was, six sides so it was straight up hardcore crystal shape coming out so it wasn't just a a soft 
non-edged one because I did notice that. I'm like, yeah, I don't even know about that. That's a Walt question. And Olivia was standing there. How cold? How cold do you do you keep in the freezer? Um, I'll have to check, and I can throw a thermometer in there, but I, I don't like turn it all the way up or anything. Just typical cold, whatever that is. Um, and I'll, I'll find out. And look, okay, you got you got you got a Shanghai magnet on the on the refrigerator, so it, everything in that refrigerator, even though 3D temperature wise, it's going to be like colder. Remember, we freeze vegetables. We have to turn the the refrigerator. My refrigerator is down so low; it's like sometimes I wonder if it's on because it's so cold in there. So. No, I'm, well, I'm, uh, the reason I ask for the temperature is because I'm remembering uh, how Dr. Masaru Moto goes around making the the crystal uh, specimens that he develops. Is that uh, initially the the water is like flash frozen? I'm, I mean, it, it doesn't get the chance to have any crystals at all because it's in very quickly frozen. And then he starts increasing the temperature very slowly. And that's when that's when the crystals begin to form. When the ice is allowed to heat up, not heat up to be liquid, but it just goes from a, an intense coldness, making it very hard to do anything, to very little. It begins to change, and and that's when the crystals begin to form and take on the uh, the appearance of the different energies that are projected onto that ice. So. For so the, it turns alive. It becomes alive. Exactly. Exactly. So everybody out there, you know, make some ice. Play with it. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, you know, when you've tapped into the right frequency. You know, it, so much of this stuff is trial and error. Right, Derek? I mean, it's like you that's do. That's when you discover fun stuff, trial and error. That's yeah. What makes it so. Yeah. And it gets stronger with just your your knowing is a one way I can put it. That's what I've figured out as well. Is it you know? It's again, it's not me as I'm doing a certain. And remember, I'm not dissing any of these things, but let, I have to have an example to work with here. So, and, and I love, let's just generalize, say breathing exercises. So it wasn't something I did that or this, that, and the other. It was literally just coming from a space, not a place, a space of confidence and knowing that, well, of course that's reality. And my what I'm talking about here is that love, absolutely. And yes, I was walking around with them near my heart chakra just because that's where I was carrying things. Um, so I don't know how much that plays into it because I would think everybody carries the stuff there. But again, it's a... A me just a knowing um, because I've had too much too many of these woo-woo things on a daily basis that are straight up unbelievable um, that I now I don't question anything it just is and then being in that space and that's that's a lot of me that's in that space we'll say and we can all do it stuff manifests quicker it's just getting out of our own ways another way of putting it and not drinking the kool-aid you know so it's I don't know. It's a tough thing to explain. And I understand that's why it's hard for, you know, to get the understanding across to, because how could, I couldn't explain it to myself. So then I try to explain it to others. I'm like, oh, it's a space. So it's a way you're feeling unknowing. I guess you can loosely say confidence, not an arrogant thing, but just a knowing would be the, I guess, better word for it. Um, and then 
It just well, happens. What about the water trying to uh, relay a message to you? So the, so it's time not to, to stop reasoning, but to stop communicating and, and, and say, okay, what do you want to let me know? What do you want me to know? What do you want to tell me? Because obviously there's a communication there. So it wants to communicate because that, that's a, something else interested. If you're going to think that this is just happening throughout the entire tray of water, why is it, unless I'm, I'm wrong in, in, in visual, in seeing your picture, two, only two of the, of the cubes actually form that? Or is it the entire tray, 100% of the tray, there are spikes on every single one? No, just those two. So, that, I mean, obviously there's some message there. How do we, we don't know what, what the water was trying to tell you. Um, well, I got when we go over things like this, that's when I pick up on there's usually more to the story. So what you guys usually get me to realize or remember recent. So within the days before and after um, I'd been I had sessions, we'll say, and was I'll just say uh, ex expanding people's understanding that I was describing, you know, water programmable and I held up a cup and blah, 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 an energy container. And, you know, I go through a quick spiel and I go, remember, and I wave my hands through the air and I go, this is water. You just have to remember that. And they'll, they'll you know, have their aha moment. You know, of course, everybody knows that, but we have to remember that to work it into your recipe so you can hold space, energy, frequency in this air around you because that water is just as programmable as the 80-something percent water you're made of, again, depending on how dehydrated you are. And we're not separate. So the water in the cup, the water in the air, you, it is all connected all the time. And just knowing that, and that means even just running into your head in this quick spiel like I'm doing is enough just to go, ah, oh, okay, or, or no shit. That's the thing. And you can, you know, have fun with that way. And that does connect it and make it stronger. Just having that realization. I know, again, everybody listening knows that, you know, there's water molecules, this, that, and the other. Um, you have to realize it. So not believe it, be live it. So live it. That's what I'm saying here. That it's always the play of words, and a lot of those are for a reason, not from me, but others. Um, but just know that, and then that's how you can become more. And that's all remote thing. You can push it to the other kind of extreme and affect the frequency around others. The whole remote sessions and quantum entanglement, you know, there's a lot of ways of talking about that. Um, but everything's connected. You don't have to think on a quantum level. It is there, of course, too. But I'm saying on the just water. So if you're into working with that energy form we call water, well, it's always connected to other water molecules. You almost can't not have it be. And then working from that, you can get a lot done. And that's so I was just describing that to somebody basically saying, hey, we'll program the space around you, not just your cup of water, but focus on your water. And then know, yes, you're internalizing that water. So now you're just think internalizing the frequencies and they're around you. So now you can loosely visualize yourself in the middle. Uh, so I'd tell them the whole invisible soccer ball deal, stand in the invisible soccer ball um, that you just can't touch the sides on. So now you got that visualization around your aura, basically. I'm not going to get into sizing here of auras and all that, because that doesn't matter. We're not going that OCD. And then it's all connected. And just by them, again, realizing that, then you can, you can have an effect more, because we all think we're separate. I mean, I don't care if that's your own personal, you know, say you have a, a liver issue or something. Well, that's not separate from you, of course, That's and you can affect it. That's hard things to talk about. You know, you use the word arrogant. And 
earlier I had the television on, and the guy that just won the, um, I don't know what, what they call it, the golf tournament thing, big one, uh, apparently it was a surprise that he wasn't, you know, they didn't think he was going to be the winner. But they were talking to him, and he said, actually, uh, one of the one of the hosts there that said, uh, you said you like you have to be arrogant. What did you mean about by that? And he said, when I get on that, he said, in my regular life, I'm not an arrogant person. I'm just a really easygoing guy. But when I'm going to be on a that playing field, I have to be arrogant. I have to have a cockiness. I have to know that what I can do is going to get done. And it made me think about maybe for the understanding of what are you stepping into when you're stepping into these, let's say, additional talents that you have. You know, we're, we're, we're born with aptitudes. Those are talents. We're, we then we develop skill by practicing until we can really manifest those talents into reality. And maybe it does take arrogance. Maybe it does take, you know, just step into it, pretend, you know, instead of going like, well, let me see, let me try this, you know, because I've done this, I've done them, you know, but I realize that as you get to be more comfortable in the role of a manifester, of somebody who's really able to make energetic changes to their environment, when you get there, yeah, you get a sense of arrogance. And maybe you just need that arrogance to take you to the next level. You can do it. You can do it. Not only can you do it, you need to do it. This is what but, we uh, that, that, But that arrogance, doesn't, it doesn't require you to be on 100% of the time. No, it's, just you, exactly. you put it on when you need it. <laughs> it it's, it's like, a, you know, it's like a costume. Yeah. You know, and then take it off and boom, you you know, you're not you're not that arrogant because if you do that, you realize that it's all pretend anyway. But you have to kind of like have a certain I can do this. And when when, when you get into that feeling of I mean, Dolly pointed it out once she she would go through the the motions of communicating with Dave and the posse and the other spiritual beings that she communicates with but in in her heart of hearts she's not really sure that she's doing this and then i forget what it was but something said she she went i really am doing this yes Tolly, you're really doing this you know but it's this um humbleness that we we need to to take that humbleness humbleness thing away from us when we're doing this type of thing because a humble person's not going to be able to do this you have to be able to kind of like Put that cloak of arrogance when you're doing it. When you're when you're in that, I can do this. Because there's nothing wrong with arrogance. Arrogance will, will bring you to the next plateau of learning. You know, you got to think in terms of warriors. So think of arrogance as being the armor that you put on. You well, know, you, that, exactly because you are uh, you you are uh, you you could say you're arrogant, but you're confident and you're sure of yourself as you are or you could be arrogant just to uh put on airs oh i'm superior to anybody else 
Oh, I'm better than everybody. Well, that's the wrong kind of arrogance. It's not going to help you much. <laughs> so, well, I, I, I don't see arrogance with that definition. I see it somebody who is arrogant, who is complete. Not, not that I don't, I'm arrogant. I don't put anybody down. I say you can be arrogant too. It, it's a role. It's, it's a knowingness. It's a yes, I am. I can do this. And a lot of times if you put that, if you pretend to be that, you will become that. And it's not that you're superior to anybody. It's that you're capable of doing that. Everybody is. And Derek, God bless him, is, you know, out there not only experiencing these things, but willing to go with the flow to be arrogant enough to think he can do it. And when when he think these things happen, he comes back and he tells us this is what happened. Not because he's arrogant, but because he wants to share the experience that he's had. Not speaking for you, Derek, but that's my read. Yeah, you have to just not be shy, and I have to—I had to put myself in a position where it doesn't matter what I look like to others. Um, and before you know, because I understand it's tough to get into some of this for, for depending on your position you're in at the or space you find yourself in. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I want to ask real quick too. Um, does somebody know how to find the? live or at least close to live Schumann resonance um, images or updates. I've been trying to find that to chat about it. Uh, yeah, Derek, I'll send you a link. Um, OK, there's a lady that Yasmin um, emailed uh, I think me and Nancy about a week ago. So the, the Facebook group, I think it's called. Uh, I'll, I'll just send it to you if I remember, but um, okay, it's a Facebook group where she, it's it's almost like a daily thing of these Schumann resonance updates, and she shows pictures. So um, yeah. yeah, maybe I'll give an example, post an example in the in the chat, and and she's really good about it. She's in tune with the energy and interpretation. So yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. Uh, put that in the chat. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I used to have a place online. I'd go I'd somewhere in NASA, this out of the other, and I'll find and share that too. But anyway. Um, did you, Nancy, do you want to stay on that topic or move on? I can go anywhere you want. Not the shoot. Yeah, very, very well, good. yeah, we can, we can, um, we, well, we'll wait, we'll do that. He'll get that information so that we can all be looking at the same group. Mark, can you do that? So the Facebook group is called Frequency of the Earth, and um, it's run by Candace Whitelight. Um, I've referenced her before and in Radio 5G in terms of, um, uh, doing behind the scenes work, uh, she does promote Shungite pretty well. Um, she's also what on Rumble. What was that Facebook frequency? Frequency of the Earth. I'm gonna put the link in chat. Okay. And um, her other videos where she does go into detail, like videos with another person, an energy reader on on um, these things. Well, what are they saying right today? Because that's it's a private group, so he'd have to read it. Yeah, I'm already there, and you have to submit a whole. You know, what brings you here sort of deal to enter it. Okay, I can read what she posted uh, seven hours ago. <clears throat> okay. It's um, uh, Mountain Time, uh, June 20th, 2.34 a.m. <clears throat> the Schumann is on full blackout as of this morning for 24 hours at this time. The graphs that are collated at Tomsk Russian are the resonance frequency, amplitude, and Q factors. All show corrupted data continuing up to... 16 hours. Oh, she's just talking about the visuals. Let me, I, maybe I can do a cut and paste of the visuals. 
Um, oh yeah, there's, it's a lot of uh, details. Okay, can collate it. Yeah, let, let me post the whole mm, text and then the, the the visual in in chat right now. Oh yeah, no, no problem. I just brought it up even that because uh, we got a few minutes before break. How how crazy it's been going lately, and I've been feeling it, and it's very unusual to me physically as well. So till we get more info on that, we can wait, I guess. Um, well, no, we got twelve minutes here. Um, I think, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, in the last, well, actually, this started, I would say, in the last three to four weeks. That as the sun would go down, and I'm getting like towards one o'clock in the morning, I'd start to feel this energy coming from my core of what I would define as happiness. It just was like, I I would suddenly just feel happy. Like right now, I'm feeling very happy. It, it, and I know it, it's not something that's in my mind or something that, you know, somebody's celebrating. It's something that is an energy field that, of happiness that I keep getting not, yeah, just about every night recently. Once, once we're closer to one o'clock in the morning here, Eastern time. So yesterday, and this had happened a couple of days, but not as pronounced. Yesterday, I got this happy feeling inside. First off, I woke up after like maybe six hours of sleep, and I I immediately was awake, and I said, I'm going out and doing the yard. And I got the mower out, and I spent the next, I don't know, two, two hours or something doing the yard. And so I'm busy doing this thing and stuff and everything. But when I finally finished up and came back into the house, oh, my God, I felt so happy. And it's a continual thing now. I'm feeling this energy of happiness. I don't know if anybody else is, but it's uh, definitely something outside of me. So I know there's a lot of different cosmic energies, but... What what are they saying about the Schumann? It's gone. I mean, it's so high. It's not being recorded. What, what what is the basic? What's basically happening with it? And the Schumann is a frequency of Earth that used to be about seven point eight megahertz, and now is gone to hundreds megahertz. It's, it's it, and it, this is supposedly the heartbeat of the Earth, and it's been jumping around for the last few years, right? Oh, it has been. I'm actually on the HeartMath Institute's page right now where they give you, well, until now, live updates. And sorry, this data is, oh, my ears, oh, my gosh. Uh, sorry, this data is temporarily unavailable. And the whole ear thing, was, and it's about rang out of my head just now, um, that tonight's like symptoms. Um, to, long story short, tells me there's more to the story um, as far as when I'm looking at something. And that's like one of my my little alarms to go, oh, hey, wake up, fool. You might want to perceive more and see what's going on. So anyway, there's more to that, apparently. Um, yeah. And what's you, it's the heart. What is it? Oh, well, I don't walk. Maybe describe it better. But I, isn't it the frequency? No, 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 no. The, the, the website. Heart oh, sorry. Inst heart Math Institute. It's a nonprofit organization. Um, HeartMath.org. If somebody wants to go there right now. Here, I'll put it in chat as well. So you can, whoever's in there can jump straight to it. Um, and there's a lot about them. Anyway, there's, um, yeah. So anyway, they're, 
not showing the data. And that was one of the places you could get it. But the images I'd seen online were just a, uh, you know, I don't know how you describe it. And I, I was trying to see how the storylines, because some people describe, well, the energy of this, that, and the other, and I'll trace that stuff back. I'm like, well, that came from this person, blah, blah, blah. I, didn't, I just get a little frustrated with the stories I hear, or they dub it this song coming in. I'll just kind of generalize like that. Um, and when I... When I perceived it, and I was messing with it this morning, as I am now, and there goes a ringing in my ears, which tells me I'm interacting, again, with my loose terms, the metaphysical, I, I'll make comments to myself, not any gurus, masters, or higher self, think yourself here and now, of you want to make best of what's available. Something, I mean, go really vague, not, you know, there's, there's always a, a comfortable medium in there. Um, and then that's how I kind of take advantage of these things as well. I don't go to OCD titling it that this certain person's consciousness or this galactic collective or blah, 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 blah. And there's something to all of that. So I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying on an individual basis, um, you can go to the buffet that's available and not have to follow it all the way back to what chef made this, that, and the other. You just take what's best for you at the time. You don't have to know, well, what frequency is that? You know, it's a general thought. Just like I said, do you think of well, whatever's best or most in alignment? Work it however you want. But terms like that, and then you're not kind of again just selectively choosing. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to avoid saying a whole lot right there, and I hope some of that made sense. So, how are people? I mean, to me, that we can't do anything about it. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know, it's like just kind of ride, ride the wave and this happiness feeling that you know i'm feeling go with the flow yeah is yeah what, what you should do and then i would use all the aspects of reality each person realizes so you can say fake it till you make it that's the thing too so that means imagine yourself already whatever the heck you're wanting to do be or perceive more if you want your let's just say bs meter heightened your intuition capabilities well then imagine it's already done if that's a thing if you want to narrow it down that way or it depends where your thoughts are i'll just say there's a, a bunch of songs you know lots of ways of putting it coming in and you just need to spin it in your imagination the right way because there's no set way to think because you can come from some other culture that doesn't even speak english and a whole another way of just perceiving things i pick an island out in the pacific somewhere um it doesn't matter the energies will align into their understanding. So really, you just have to get into your thoughts and feelings and go from there. And then it that's how you kind of manifest. And yeah, I'll leave it there. I mean, there's a lot of books out there that tell you this, that, and the other. And I've never seen a 100% accurate anything. Um, but there's lots of good stuff out there. Yeah, I mean, there's everybody's unique. So there's not any one person or one book that's going to give you all the answers except yourself. But you use these as stepping stones. That's why we have conversations, why we talk. Oh, you just made me think of this and this is, you know, and it keeps on going. I love these kind of things. This is the way we get through it. Yeah, that Heart Math Institute, I think it's called. They're an interesting group. I think it's the, wasn't it those people that did the um, meditation with 7,000 people to see if they could bring peace to earth? They've done all was, kinds of things like that. I actually have their device right here in my drawer. It's a little, uh, what's it called? The EM Wave 2, long story short, it's a heart brain. 
coherence device um, that you can, it just gives you visual um, and audible uh, stimulation to know if you're in that range of heart brain coherence, certain frequency, and that you're, you know, aligned, you can say, and there's lots of variables in there, but now they've got little devices you can buy like the one I'm sitting here that help you find that space to, to hold. Again, weird things to speak about, but yeah, they've done, they do that stuff all the time, Nancy, as far as the, um, so people should go to their, again, heartmath.org and from there, just look around, you'll see the coherence tabs and all that. And they do all sorts of things across the globe. And it's all been shown absolutely, heck, scientists have done that, shown that that's a thing. Not that we need them to prove anything, um, but we can all do that. And it doesn't take 7,000, don't, numbers and time aren't a thing either. It's an energy thing. So time doesn't even exist. So what I would say when you read something like this, yeah, let's say they used seven, eight, that whatever number they did, and they had a good result. Well, don't cookie cutter that out and say, I need 7,000 Facebook friends to do this, that, and the other. No, you don't. Because I've done unbelievable things alone. And I'm not the only fool that's done it either. Many have. So just, again, I always like to say, you know, perceive, uh, odd one again, but try the buffet, but know that there's other stuff and there's always more to the story. Um, so don't, don't limit yourself. Yeah, you get something out of the, you know, whatever you look at. I, I mean, I've read books that I'm I'm being guided to read and, and I'm reading them. I'm going, I know this, I know this, I know this, I know this. And it's one paragraph, three yep. pages from the end of the book. You know? It may be a loaf of bread and there's one breadcrumb for you. Right, right, you know. So, so you know, I... I it just happened enough times that I said, this is an incredible waste of my time. So we've got to find another way to do it. And basically, that's when I became much more uh, willing to go with just random thoughts that come into my head. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to pay attention to this because I don't want to read a book to find this out. <laughs> you know, and and just trust that the messaging that you're getting, you know, <clears throat> you look at something and it just all of a sudden you get a message. Well, accept that message. Look at it as being real. Don't discard it. Because it's these little breadcrumbs that um, are so important in building the cake. <laughs> right? We've got to... Uh, We've got to realize that all around us is all, all sorts of ways of learning more and more and more. And we're doing it faster and faster and faster because of every, every time you get more people involved, it's not, it's not a matter, it, 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 one person, one thought, one thought, everybody's thoughts continue to, to, to mold reality. But there's some thoughts that are so universal in their messaging that once that thought is out, it's sort of like it's picked up by everybody else. And so now that's the way that, that's why this radio station to me is so important, is because we're giving people something to think about, they think about it, and because they thought about it, that's recorded in the super consciousness of humanity. And then it feeds back to people. And then so something happens and they go, oh, I've heard that before. I know that, you know, or you become aware of this messaging as being real. You're not 
not that you need it because you'll understand it in the future, but right now, okay, what does that mean? You know, and once you ask the question, what does that mean? You're going to find that the reality you're living in will become malleable and you'll have uh, synchronicities all of a sudden, coincidences all of a sudden. You ask a question about something and the next thing you know, you stop on a TV station that's telling you the history of what you just asked about. That's how it is. It's a wonderful place to be. We're at the top of the hour, so let's just take us a break here. And, of course, it's Craig Stewart, Shanghai, We the People. Be right back.
And welcome back to Shungite Reality. It's June 20th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condon, Mark Joseph, and Walt Silva. Are you guys back? I am. Yep, back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I opened this uh, show, I had an advertisement on for the live auctions. Did you hear it, Derek? Yeah, I did, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to make one myself yet. That is um, something we have going on. I can jump in for a moment, of course. So what, what she's talking about is on mysticalwares.com's website is we've added a new feature, live auctions, um, where we change the products out all the time, let some of them sit and rotate so that, let's say, for an example, you needed certain of the Shungite products. Well, that's one spot where you can win them in the auction and have them shipped to you, and I'm going to let it out. They're going to be cheaper sometimes than if you buy them in the store. You never know. Things will vary. That's why it's worth watching the auction. Um, you can't save money. Now. But even some unique stuff, like I just pulled it up, and there's some you know, crazy-looking druzy crystal skulls available um, that have been put up there. And, again, that stuff rotates. But, um, yeah, so that's available on Mr. Gore's website now, is, and we'll – change it out and I'll get a lot more Shungai products up there too. And every one of them, every item are, cause there's different ways to set up the auctions where there's a, you have to have minimum bid made and that much another, well, I'll tell you, and it probably shouldn't be, uh, none of them reach no matter what the max price that they're sold for in the store. I literally walked around the store, plucked stuff off the shelves. I thought it'd be really cool to see online and put out the directive as far as no matter what they don't need that this won't be the high price of it mark them down and each one varies is why i'm being a little vague um but that's a thing with them too so uh, yeah so that's that's what's happening and they'll hopefully that gets some some you know traffic going there yeah i was over there and i could have bid on a whole bunch of things <laughs> not that i need need any more crystals and stuff there's some beautiful things there at really, really excellent pricing. So, and yeah, have nobody bidding, so bid and you're going to win. I pretty much guarantee it. You're not yeah. going to have another person bid against you. And the, yeah, they go for pretty good. So, I, we'll keep switching it up too. So, if you go back often, it's free to do. Anything more you want to say about it? No, not about the auctions. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave the other announcement for the next time. Um, but no, that's that's pretty much it right now. I'm trying to think of anything else going on as far as, you know, classes and things like that. Um, well, I'll put this one out. I'm not doing, what's that? No, go ahead. I was going to say, as of this morning, and this is the first time I'm putting it out, um, I'm not doing in-person sessions. Um, the only sessions available for me will be remote. So that's kind of a local thing, of course. Um, but for any of the people here in washington state that are listening or coming up it's I, i've transitioned to that today for a lot of reasons um, maybe we'll talk about that in another show but that is something that people will start noticing today who do sessions um and then we always have this free scale but, you, but, you, right? but you've made you made some changes to that like there's an emergency one yeah. and w w there was something else yeah good I'm, <laughs> yeah you're my memory uh, yeah the other one because you know sometimes i get those emergent situations and sometimes you know it's not convenient to wait a sometimes a month for a session um with me so what i've done was make um, an urgent session option again it's remote to where 
I can get up, you know, in my time frame earlier, it's like 5 a.m. all the way up to like 11 or midnight or something. I don't even know, but much, you know, wider time span there available. It is a bit more money, of course, because it's it's getting you out. But what it also does is if somebody needs to do it, that moves them ahead and doesn't jump them in front of anybody. But those time spots that are already scheduled have widened to incorporate the, I think I called it urgent sessions. Um because I've had some of those come in where I found out a week later that so-and-so, you know, had had a young child end up in the hospital and they couldn't get through. And it was, you know, an urgent situation where all energy on deck sort of thing, sooner the better. Um, so I just, after circumstances like that and then me finding out about it later, I'm like, well, I, what can I even do? Because, of course, I can't just have a on-call pager all the time for a hundred reasons. So that's where I kind of landed on that. So um, that is available on the website now. And it's, so remote person sessions, remote and in-person sessions work exactly the same. There's no, of course, lessening of energy. I can do the same stuff. Um, so it really it doesn't make any difference as far as um, from the energy standpoint. But yeah, I appreciate you mentioning that as far as the urgent ones. Um, and I don't know what else has changed here recently on the website. I haven't really had a chance to see. So what are the, the other thing was? We can drop any topics you want, Ned. Or do you want to throw? Well, Mark, Mark might have something, but so. um, there's also the uh, Sasquatch class that, you know, unfortunately, you put it up on Father's Day, probably not realizing <laughs> it. And yeah, that didn't end too well. No. <laughs> well, we'll get those. So what she's talking about is we did have a Sasquatch and Entities class here in person. Um, we had some people show up, but it's and not that it had and it was free, so it's not like we're trying to make money on the thing. Um, but it does, unfortunately, yeah, take a lot of my time to prep for these things and set up and, and then be here and not do something else. So, but long story short, we're going to pivot for now. And when we can turn these into online classes and they will be live. So we can have, I've got a zoom account. We're going to have 500 people in there at a time. Um, and then you can, we, <laughs> I doubt we'll reach that many, but we can, at least you have live chat options and you'll see, you know, see me on video if you care to things like that. And then it'll be recorded and put up, um, you know, archived on YouTube and our website and whatnot. So that's where we're going to transition classes to. Um, and for a lot of reasons, it wasn't just a, a big portion. It was a Father's Day thing that they didn't show up for. But it's also hard and expensive to even promo these things um, and to get to people to see them. So that's the thing, too. And even if we have, let's say, customers are coming all the time, they'll say, well, I didn't see it. I didn't know. Well, everybody doesn't go to our website every day or every week. Um, I get it. So there's lots of moving parts. Um, so, but we are transitioning to that as well, is what would be happening. Hey, it's all, we, everything is changing, <laughs> you know, go with the flow. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, Mark, did you have something that you wanted to, uh, to cover? I just want to follow up on Derek's uh, update. So you go to the Mystical Wares group or the Facebook page. You have this Saturday a... Uh, Intuitive Arts Fair uh, speaking thing at Lacana, right? Uh, I wonder if you can detail us on that. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. That's a local, uh, again, as, as you said, it's the Intuitive Arts Fair in, in Lacana, which is, I don't know, 15 minutes from our store here. There's going to be lots of speakers. Um, it is a fair, so Saturday and Sunday this weekend coming up, um, there's going to be vendors there, psychics, intuitive vendors selling things. And I'm one of the guest speakers at 4 p.m., on um i'm clicking on it right now it's saturday or sunday the 24th 
So I'll be there speaking Saturday at 4 p.m. And I'm going to be talking about uh, Shungite, of course, because that's such a great energy tool, but using it in alignment with inner expansion. So using it for yourself in different ways. We're going to try, someone has suggested it, um, to record that as well. The speaking engagement, we'll see if, make sure it all works out. I don't really see a reason why it wouldn't, but we're going to try. You never really know. Um, so, but yeah, that's coming up. So that should be interesting. And then there's other stuff in the future. I still don't think has made it on the calendar yet. No, but we'll get it up there. Um, but yeah, so that's coming up. And then I will mention that sometimes these recordings and I've done it in classes already. For example, I did, I was on a podcast last night, a different podcast, and there's no recording of it. It for multiple reasons, things just weren't, it wasn't meant to be recorded. Um, and then yeah, 3d that manifests in lots of ways that can be, um, well, let's say I'm doing it and I may just not hit the record button. Well, I'll tell you if it was meant to be, and that's not what happened, but if it was meant to be thing, then I would have been intuitively reminded to do that. So regardless, if we zoom out and not hyper-focus, no matter what, it would have been recorded. I'm just using that as an example or this intuitive arts fair I'm going to be at, um, if it's a meant to be shared thing. Um, and sometimes I found out and that's has been frustrating in the past for me, but not now that you know, maybe it didn't get recorded, but it'll it'll happen in time. I guess is one way of putting it. We had a situation where where the, we we failed to record, and one of our listeners did, and contacted us. Go see things like that, and that's really what I was talking about. So I wasn't really worried about the podcast last night because we can always do another podcast. Um, it was about getting you know knowing that if it was a maybe there was something such in there that one of us said that wasn't supposed to be heard by someone so so there's a lot of moving parts um and there's no way to get to the final answer so it's more so let it go don't send that energy because you don't want to perpetuate it you know the non-recording or something that gets deleted or whatever the deal is um but yeah so that happens and so basically i'm telling you we're gonna try and record these events and classes i'm throwing my hands up who the heck knows if it's gonna happen um but we will try and get them up there. Oh, Nancy, do we want to? Hmm, that's something. Uh, do, do we want to talk about cats or not? Or, or. Oh, yes, because it's uh, an odd situation. Yes. I mean, I'll, yeah. I mean, people want cats. What's he talking about? I'll get into this. I'll, I'll, I'm going to have to be really vague in a lot of situations here. Um, but I have a. As we all, so I. A lot of people I interact with, it can be customers, it can be sessions, it can be people closer to me. There's just lots of individuals, of course, and I'm still speaking personally here. And in my circles, a whole lot in these past couple of weeks of cat situations, and I'll, I'll be more specific in a moment, have been happening um, in various ways. Sometimes, and this one um, I'll, I'll put out because I actually shared it on my Facebook page here recently. My sister, um, who lives in Oregon, I think it's Albany. I'll have to look at my Facebook page because she moved. Um, her cat was actually stolen, and she has it on video. And this is just one example. So I'm not telling anybody, oh, your cats are all getting stolen. No, let me just hang on for a second. In her case, and, okay, so a truck pulled up. Person got out, picked up the cat from her property, drove off. And she has a short video clip from her security cameras on that. So horrible situation happened. That but the bigger picture, let's zoom out, the cat was removed from that environment. And a little behind the scenes info there, unfortunately, the cat had 
has um, thyroid issues, literally has days to live. And she knew that, my sister, but not the person picking it up. Um, so that was one example. And then there's a couple others where, you know, I've, I've had a friend's cat get all of a sudden go missing in the same time frame, show up. Unfortunately, she had a broken back um, and didn't survive from it, but showed up. And then there's been other circumstances. Um, again, I'm just going to go over that. A lot of it happening and then other ones with clients um, and people walking in the store. Remember, this is just stuff in my perspective. I'm not slowing down and I have no idea if, if whatever is going on astrologically, this I go too fast in my life. Um, so what I'm saying is if I get knocked around enough in this reality, cat, 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 this, that, and sometimes it's a healing thing. So just different versions. A lot of that's going on. So I was finally asked um, and often it takes a... Um, a client or somebody I'm doing a session with to kind of, you know, slap me into it and ask me the question I should have already been thinking about. Well, what's going on with the cats sort of thing. Um, and then, you know, I'm like, well, that's a kind of a good question. So when I was doing that, when I was perceiving it, um, it just got really, really like, I would say the energy, like in that pyramid. So perceivable in here, you know, I would say the word dense, but often people think dense is like a negative thing, but it's not. So it got thick in here just now. Um, I don't know what that's worth so and what i'm doing is tuning into that um the cat thing some of them and i didn't know part of this story i'm gonna get into in a moment again i'm, I'm just blunt and direct so a lot of these cats when i check in with them were exiting right now for a reason and they had physically um that their physical bodies had issues like thyroid issue and i'm, I'm just going to skirt over the other ones they all had something going on with them, and they were, when I checked in, they basically, I'm going to use my terms, were taken, and it doesn't seem good to us, but we're taking advantage of these times and energies, and you can perceive it on the Schumann frequency we talked about earlier. There's a lot more going on than just that, this whole photon belt thing. To exit, come back in a new vehicle with some souped-up options. Now, again, I made fun of that, and um, but I think I got the gist across. So that is something that's, and I wasn't looking at that. I'm like, well, you're, you know, you're passing on. You can blah. I don't get it. I didn't get into the story. I looked at somebody asked me, and it comes in, by the way, when I get asked this. So, for example, they say, well, what's going on with all the cats? Before they're done with that sentence, the info is already, um, the aware, I'll just put it there. The awareness is already there for me. It's crazy as heck. It's like before, and it's almost always that way before they're even done, before I even logically wrap my head around it. And I'll usually sit here and just kind of smile. I'm like, you know, dang, that was, you know, odd or weird because I'm still figuring all this stuff out, too. So that but that also tells me when I know that I'm not sitting there playing a story in my head. Um, it's just there comes in and I can see some of the cats I can see experiences. But and then I just translate it into my terms and like, you know, have fun with a lot of this. But, yeah, that's the thing they're doing. And oh, the other part that I didn't know was a, a thing there. All right. One example is a person's cat transitioned here recently, and usually we think, well, if the cat's going to, you know, the term we call reincarnation, well, it's got to have time. It's got to go over there and do this and then jump into a mama kitty and be born and blah, 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 blah. Well, I'll tell you, that isn't, and that's the logic I never really gave much thought to, but was there in the background. Well, that's not always the case. Some of these kitties jumped into pre-existing kittens, kind of like they were blank slates, the physical cat. I'm not saying they were just, they were still doing their thing, 
but that happened. I don't know what that's called because again, I don't, I don't, I don't really follow much online or have terms for these things. But that's what's happening. I'm seeing too. Oh, and then other community members, and none of these people. My sister, she's not here. She's in another state. So all these people, most cases, usually aren't aware of the other cat situation with the other person. So it's not like everybody's in some cat group chatting about these things. These are all separate circumstances or individuals, and I'm the only connecting one. Yes, a few of them know each other, but they're not chatting normally, so they don't know this is all happening. And sometimes it can be another individual I'm just thinking of now. Again, I'll keep it really vague. All of a sudden, they have a kitten from nowhere, or somebody walks out of the house, and there's those two cats right under the car. That And I know it's spring, and I know kittens are popping up everywhere. I get all the 3D perspectives of it. Um, but way beyond that, energetically-wise, because remember, I get to, and we can all do it, cheat and see. So chat with your cats, here or not, use telepathy. That's that's a thing, of course. Um, and just ask them yourself. Uh, but they are coming back around. So, and when I say, I think I said like souped up bodies or something, I don't know how to explain that one, but they're holding more energy around them. So it's like they're, because I've seen them, some of these kittens too, and or the ones about to come in. Uh, I'll just say they're Auras or biofield is more usable. Again, we're back into that word cohesive. They have more access to it. Um, so that's happening. Now I'm throwing my hands up in the air. And I don't know that's why. Be, that's because these kittens have spent a, a time with human beings. So their level of installment is bigger mm -hmm. than uh, on a wildcat. That's uh, oh, it's in, in the raw material. It's uh, they, they, because uh, <laughs> Don Elkins had questions about their uh, their their uh, their cat was called Gandalf, okay. so they had questions about it. And and Ra said that uh, a wild animal has a different soul level than a, an animal that has grown up with humans, because they spent time with humans. They are ensouled at a different level, so the they they have a more the they're a, how can I say this. Their level of evolvement is higher than a wild animal because of the time they spent with humans. That's why the, the humans, you know, develop this uh, connection with the animals, and they they have you know back and forth communication. That's because of the of of the exposure to humans. Uh, yeah. Beginning with like the very fact that we give them names that affects them because they have a name. So so that's that's. That's a that's a big thing. That's that's why there's a big difference between wild animals and an, a domesticated animal. After so, I looked at, after I looked at Native American philosophy concerning this type of thing, I came to the conclusion that, like a cat, a feral cat, just a wild cat, that there is almost like a archetypical ber version of cat soul. It's like a generic cat soul. And so that's what these animals have. When they interact with humans, we actually give them their soul by love. Mm -hmm. Once you once you put that frequency of love, then that generic soul starts to mutate into just a superior being depending on the relationship with not only now the human but many humans and other animals in the environment because i've seen unbelievable love between 
a cat and a dog many times. And that so, and that that's why uh, there's a story that I shared uh, in um, in a question and answer session with uh, Enelia Benz because they were talking about the uh, uh, different kinds of souls and their evolution and and uh, uh, we were talking about that and I I wanted to uh, talk about a story from uh, there's a there's a a great book was was called the the origins of the Adamic civilization. And it was the story of uh, Abel, the the uh, biblical Abel. It happened 8300 BC. <clears throat> and in the story, uh, in the in the town where he lived, there was a a, a, a camel driver, and there was a, a situation where the, the a, a female camel, obviously the female camel, had given birth, and for some reason she rejected that baby. So he didn't want to lose the baby, and he raised it himself. He he gave it food uh, from the mother and from other uh, female camels, and and uh, so he raised the the camel. And the whatever wherever he went, whatever he did, the camel followed him, because like a like a true baby. Uh, so what happened is the uh, it, part of the story is that for some reason the camel driver's wife. Uh, couldn't have any children. Uh, so as the years passed, one day the camel died, and the people in the town, some some of the people who were able to see it, including you know, they, they, Abel of course was able to see it, uh, where the camel driver was walking across the town, they would see the ghost of that camel follow him. So shortly thereafter, there another thing that wasn't explainable is that uh, the, the camel driver's wife got pregnant. They don't know how, but it turned out that uh, Abel was able to see it, and he told them that baby that was going to be born to them is that camel. He was, he was so in love with them that uh, that love made him evolve. He, he was not an elemental being anymore. Now he was going to be, grow, grow, he's going to be born as a human being. That's the power of love. It it actually accelerated his uh, evolution. And where where did you get that story, Walt? The 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 story is from a, a it's a series of books really. It's called the Origins of the Adamic Civilization, Adamic by Adam, and uh, the the book tells the story of uh, Abel. You know. Uh, uh, Eve's and Adam's son Abel. Right. He he was raised and educated by the Kabdas of Egypt. In fact, that's uh, that's um, uh, the the word Kabda when came to this uh, uh, became known in present time as a Coptic. But they they were an order of uh, of of, um, of monks and they had educated. Uh, Able, and uh, in in preparation for the work that was the spiritual work he was doing on Earth, so that that anecdote was from his from when he was a young boy and he was living in that town. So he was uh, telling the people, you know, he was that baby is going to be the camel that you had. <laughs> cool, that's a nice story. How did we get on that subject? Because you're talking about cats. Oh, cats, yes. 
So is there is there a punchline to that? Well, uh, Derek, did you want to kind of round it out? Um, yeah, it's difficult because every every time I speak, it's usually taken different ways. Um, what I okay. I don't want to be in this vehicle forever, so I'll just put it this way. Another way, I've heard about individuals or groups of people um, running around trying to do this out of the other to become immortal. Um, I just like pause. I'm like, what the? Are you already immortal? <laughs> I don't. Hello. I mean, <laughs> come on. Kindergarten stuff here from the woo woo levels. I get it. But then the thing, and you, what your body? You, that's like saying you want your first car forever that you got when you're a kid. I mean, that's just, yeah. so then anytime we talk about people transition or something, why does everybody often go into fear or this, that, and the other? It's just, I'm like, what do you, I'd say good, it's called expansion. It's called transitioning. It's, you get to, that's, you can call it evolving, I guess. Um, but that's why it's difficult to talk about. So then it's a choice for these cats. So like I, I said in the beginning of the thing, these cats, the ones I'm talking about, literally had neurological issues. They had thyroid, blah, blah. My sister straight up, and she's a nurse. She's not She's not a vet. Her vet told her about, she took the cat in days to remain in that vehicle. The cat doesn't disappear. Why can Crazy Derek look off to the, and there go my ears, look off to the right and chit-chat with them and see them coming back in. So it's just frustrating for somebody like me. Um, even in these communities, people pick and choose when to say it's a good thing or bad thing, um, something like that. And then I'm just like, well, I, what do I even say? Because um, from my perspective, it's, I guess you can loosely say, a good thing. They're coming, again, they, it's like me, if I have a broke down car, it's going to happen to all the cars, all the vehicles, guarantee you, that's a thing. And I would hope we all know that. Well, then come at it from the realization that get in a new vehicle if that's what you want to do. Do it again. Don't just stop on some 3D storyline and go into fear and chaos because something died. Really? I mean, it, it's just hard because, you know, often people around me just, they pick and choose on what, what aspects of reality they want to perceive or integrate in any given moment and turn it into 3D shocking on fear. In fact, can I, can yeah. I add to what you're saying? Yeah, please. Sometimes I, I wish death actually existed and it actually killed things because it's so annoying when it just people don't leave like for example my uh my mother's annoying <laughs> father who i couldn't stand when he were he was alive he made an appearance in his usual fashion saying negative things and criticisms so i ask you know does death actually kill anybody you know because you you wish like some negative people would just go away and stay away, but no, not so lucky. <laughs> well, I think that those are etheric doubles. <laughs> you know, it's it's almost like um, when somebody when somebody lives, they have an imprint or uh, an avatar. Let's think of an avatar, and so that avatar will exist as long as anybody remembers that avatar. So when you think of somebody, you know, boom, they show up. Now, when they first pass over, there is interaction with that avatar. My aunt, when she showed up after she had passed, she was still in that kind of decrepit 93-year-old body. And I said to her, I said, Peg, you know, you don't have to be 
in that body? And she said, yes, but how would anybody recognize me? <laughs> so, but, so, so when you think of them, the avatar is still there, okay? And when you think of them, you turn it on. And when you turn it on, the person, the soul, let's call it a soul, behind that avatar shows up. Right? So as long as you are alive and you're thinking about them, you have an open conduit of communication. It's not like they continue to live on the other side. So when you're talking about this rather negative person, that's the avatar that he is, he was. And, you know, it's like that's what you're expecting to see because that's what you know to be their avatar. And so, yes, it that probably never dies as long as you remember it. But once everybody forgets, there's nobody alive to remember. See, I grew up where there was an old cemetery. I'm talking about, you know, early 1700s. And... I'd walk around and I'd look at these graves and I'd go, there's nobody who, who knows about this, these people. Nobody. They're forgotten. They're just markers. You know? But no, when, when we have a love connection, again, it's the love connection, or in some cases, just thought connection. I don't think you probably... Well, maybe you did love the guy. I don't know. I can't talk for you. But uh, yeah, that's what I see happening. So I'm, when I'm talking to my Aunt Peg, I am talking to my Aunt Peg. But the avatar is what people tend to think and focus on. Because how else are you going to do it? we got 3D brains. We've got to have some kind of a storyline. Comments? Anybody there? Hello? Yeah, no, for me... Um, I, I like that topic of uh, life extension and longevity. Uh, my thing is, um, one should be able to choose when they leave the body, as opposed to being subject to uh, this this genetic program uh, that that's inside us. So, I mean, the tech's already out there as far as SSP is concerned, like underground, off world, and um, I mean, as we're going through this transition, we'll be able to cho to choose when we leave the body. So. Um, I know you guys have talked about that in the other shows of um, um, ancient technologies, and uh, I think Shanghai is definitely part of that, uh, increasing stem cells. But um, there's a lot of options out there. Um, uh, different med beds, I guess. Like the the one that's kind of hit hitting is the EES system by Sandra Michael Rose. I think it is. She was on, um, I think Michael Jaco and a couple other ones with uh, Patriot Street Fighter recently. So um, <clears throat> it's just, to me, it's about choice. So wanting to see, you know, the transition and in, 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 into new earth and um, just having options. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, us being <clears throat> multidimensional beings and having that flexibility and belief, like you guys were talking about earlier, <clears throat> it's about changing hats, right? Um, perspectives. So just my two cents on that. And, and we don't know. I mean, you know, we don't know how old is old because things are changing around us. I mean, I actually feel better now than I did probably 10 years ago. You know, am I doing all the things that you guys talk about? Not really. 
Um, I've made changes, oh, definitely. But everything around me is changing. So why wouldn't we assume that, you know, if we've got this preconceived notion of being aged as being a certain number, then, well, that's a reality that is seemingly crumbling, in my yep. opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, of course, I wasn't saying anybody say, you know, give up on this, that, and the other. No, I never said anything like that. All I was talking about was, again, we're talking about cats, but people going into fear, stress, or, you know, certain energies when that happens. As far as I'm concerned, try and prolong it. Of course, if you're having fun down here, it's an individual choice. So I'm all about that. I'm working out. I'm doing all kinds of things to that because I'm not looking. I'm not walking around. Well, I'll just walk across the street. If something hits me, it's meant to be. No. <laughs> I'm going to take an active role and maybe hit the little button and wait for the light to say, you know, green a walk. So, but yeah, but it's also we got We can't live in worrying about that or sit in the, you know, the whatever energies when when somebody does transition because then they don't they don't just go anywhere. Um, and I, I see that with clients all the time. Though the I'll just the person that passed on comes in and they'll look enough like the person the human in front of me is remembering, so I can say, "Hey, so and so is wearing this. What's going? What's going on with their left leg?" Or blah 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 blah. Whatever the story is, so that I put that across, and then they get it. And then they'll kind of smile at me and then off comes the the cast or this, that, and the other. And then we have our, with the, the guide or because usually I'll call them a guide by then. Because if they come back in to hang out with their friends, that, I give them that little name badge. I'm just having fun with it. That's what I'll do. Um, but they're not, they don't own those injuries or the bodies like you were saying, Nancy, earlier. So the person will come across, let's say it was grandma that passed on and so-and-so wants to interact with them. Well, they're going to come in the grand, grandma like, you know, personage for me to see. And I'll go, oh, there's a. Now, first of all, I'm like, okay, time doesn't really exist. And don't go pre-programming yourself. And that's fact too, just like epigenetics is pre-programming your genes. I'm like, well, okay, they're here, but they're not that person anymore. So, because they'll say, well, are they still sick? Are they blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, no, that's not how it goes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a hard thing to talk about because I also don't want to come down. And that's why I'm having an issue with my book saying this that and the other um because i don't want to get into the same issues i've seen in other authors or or books i've read um because it's such a big one topic it's can of worms i can talk about i can talk about one worm but then everybody talks about the 50 others that maybe i wasn't talking about because it's so hard to get everything out um so really what i was saying the old cat thing i'm like it's going to happen. Doesn't mean anybody go grab your cats, bring them all inside and hunk them down for the next three. I didn't No fear, no stress, no anxiety. Widen your perspective. Stuff happens. Feed good energy toward it. So it's best for them. And if that means you're coming back in in a souped up little kitty body that you're going to find at whatever time and get around you that is in alignment with your heart chakra, kind of giving you an energy boost. I would maybe appreciate that little cat. And some of them are doing that, by the way, and not worry stress and anxiety you know, that affects them coming back as well not stopping them again i'm not opening another can of worms here just the good stuff so realize that that means in my case i would then sit around and if i was thinking about a cat that say transition to mine i'd have the good thoughts the positive ones send energy can't wait to see you again buddy looking forward to it blah, blah. interact metaphysically because i get to look off to the side of clients like i said they're there it's not a space thing it's energy they're always there it's not a dimension that's i get frustrated with the word dimension because that's being thrown around everywhere in metaphysical circles I'm like what are you talking about it's a position so 
it's a density. It is all here and it can be overlaid and like thicker soup. Add something else there. It's not you have to go away to get it. But we all work that into our, our head games or thought processes. I call them recipes. And then that limits us. Oh, dead kitty, they're gone, gone. And we all look out off of us somewhere. Why? Usually I'll see like if it's a cat, somebody's in here trying to communicate with her or whatever. Sometimes often dogs, they'll just be laying right next to their people's, their humans' feet. And they'll go, and they'll, I'll see the human sit there, and before they even bring up the dog or whatever, you know, touching their leg, like, whatever, and I go, well, you know, it's there, right? She goes, well, that's where they always sat, or so-and-so, I'm like, that's <laughs> where they're sitting now. We, you just have to get into that part of it and realize it. Um, yeah, but we, we keep projecting other energies at stuff like that, and that, that limits them, is what I can say. We had a, uh, I had a cat named JJ. And he reincarnated in, oh my goodness, I think it was five different bodies. And he always came back as a black cat. He was always the same personality. But the telltale sign was that he loved to be, if you were had the hose out, he wanted you to completely soak him. Do you know of any cat that would want to be completely soaked with a hose? Weird. That's weird. how... That's how we knew it was JJ. Yeah. And it was like, when it first happened to me, I was, I saw the, the you know, oh, good Lord, this seems like JJ's come back. But then that body was introduced to other people. And when he came back the third time, it was like, oh my God, Jay's back, get the hose out. <laughs> and so, you know, it was like, and again, it wasn't necessarily that it was a, a kitten. It was a cat. I mean, sometimes they may, I don't know, maybe they, they get into a kitten and then have to find their way here. But they they will find their way back if that's their mission. And otherwise, they're always there. I mean, I have to be careful of getting in a car because if I think about, you know, one cat or one dog, all of a sudden I start going through the all of them and there's not enough room in that car, <laughs> you know, because they're just, they're only a thought away. And that's true with anybody you've ever loved. They're only a thought away. Just think about them and then, you know, wait for the answer. Remember, they're doing other things. <laughs> they they got to do a few things because time doesn't exist, but, you know. In a sense, there is the delay of their position. Well, I'm not going to get into all that. Anyway, <laughs> so Mark, you got anything else? Yeah, so people buy uh, Derek's um, um, Shungite rubber that has the purr of cats, right, Nancy? And then you don't go see the chiropractor anymore after that. Nope. Nope. And the other thing that I found it was very useful for, Shiloh the dog. Every once in a while, oh, God, the first time it happened, it was unbelievable. I'll, I'll give you the scenario. My friends Peter and Betsy got here. Now, they have a lot, they're traveling, so they've got a lot of pent-up negative energy, you know, by the time they get here. And Peter came in and sat down on the couch, and Shiloh just loves him, and he's all crazy, and he's running around, and he goes up to, to Peter, and he's like, you know, getting all this loving and stuff and then uh, Betsy comes in and he goes over to Betsy and that's what the problem was is Betsy 
and it wasn't Betsy herself, it was the combination of the two, because then he turned around and he kind of staggered. And he, I looked at him, I was sitting in across the room, and I looked at him and his eyes had gotten very big like he was absolutely scared to death. And then the right side of his body, his, his right leg just went into spasm and kind of pulled up. And he com completely collapsed. And it was like, what in the hell? Well, to make a long story short, he was overwhelmed with energy. And he was sort of in a so short circuit situation because um, it was like some kind of a holiday thing, Thanksgiving or something. And so I didn't have the option of calling the vet, but I did have the option of calling Jean Rockefeller. And uh, she, she, she was able to realize that that's what it was. And it, she, he, he had a number of these, these, from seemingly nowhere it would happen. Once I got the shungite rubber and started, I grabbed it one time. He was going into this. I knew what Gene had been doing with him. And I grabbed the rubber and I started rubbing it all over him. And as I did that, it was like the shungite rubber was able to nullify the overage of the energy in his body. So after that, I made sure that wherever he's sleeping, the shungite rubber is there to pull it out gradually. And those people that have dogs that get in, I don't know that anybody would. I mean, if I had taken him to the vet, they would have thought he had had a seizure. Um, but it seemed like the event itself would expel the energy. It was almost like the energy is getting expelled um, while he's in that state. And that's why it's so important to you know, have shungite rubber around you just for those kind of situations. You know, something well, happens, get the rubber on it. Going outside doesn't help him ground at all? No, I've seen him collapse outside. Oh. And there's no more grounding than this house. This house is quartzite. Uh-huh. I mean, the floor isn't up the walls. It's not a grounding thing at all. It's just, a, it's like pent-up energy inside of him. And I think, I think animals get it all the time. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to kill a bug that's escaped. And I'm, like, smacking the, the bug killer thingy, the, you know, slapper thing. And I'm probably making bad words out of my mouth. And he'll come running in. And he hesitates by the door and he just watches me, but he gets into a state of like, we're kind of like stressing there, you know? And uh, I, so I have to be careful about even swatting the bug. <laughs> He's so attuned to me. And I, that's the other thing is that the animals are much more attuned to me. You know, if I think, oh, I should feed the animals, you know, all of a sudden I'm hearing, you know, shungle come in and, you know, it's like they read my mind. Continually. I mean, it's always happened, but this is like nuts. <laughs> so, so no, no more keeping secrets for you, huh? Nah, no, I've never had any secrets. Um, <laughs> Mark? Are you there? Um, <clears throat> lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. Derek, can you tell us about the new Shungite Intention cubes that just came out? People can buy them um, on, the on the online store. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about those. Those I just made some more yesterday. 
what they are is the solid it's a solid um shungite cube so they're carved from one solid piece of shungite and these are two inch across on any of the given sides and on each of the side i laser etch um an intention so one is love healed compassion um gratitude and they go on so there's six of them on each side and then of course how i use them i have one in here somewhere i'm looking for it um whatever intention it's not that it stops all the other energies or frequencies if you don't have that one faced up but it's just a a way that you know i like to have here on my desk or um wherever to where if i want to focus on that particular let's say gratitude that day i'll just put it up right so that when i look at my desk grab my mouse i see the word gratitude all the time so for me i'm tuning that frequency continually throughout the day as i see that or you can also put write a little note, a piece of paper like i have here in my hand you don't see i'll write whatever it is i'm grateful for if gratitude's my my focus that day and it can change a hundred times a day if you want to but i'll write it on there and just set the cube on top of it so i'm grateful for this that or the other um and then that's just a way of you kind of going through a physical process it's of course all energy and intention but to do that so that's why i kind of made those um yeah they're available online so it's i call it what i think the shanghai intention cube um so those are kind of kind of a fun little tool to use great thank you and then you did a, a podcast yesterday the chrononaut chronicles.com uh can you detail us if you covered anything about Shungite or any latest energy uh, things? <laughs> that ties into what I was kind of saying earlier. That's that podcast that kind of had a snafu, didn't get recorded on any level. Um, although it, you know, it it typically is on these different ways, but so there's no recording of it, unfortunately. Um, and so then that's what I was kind of saying. Well, then we zoom out and think, well, maybe there was something said by one of us. And there were five of us on there at this time. And we got, we got in some woo-woo stuff. They brought up black goo and asked me about it. They had no idea that I'd even, and again, I don't even know a podcast I talk about this stuff on, um, but probably on this one I have. So they asked me a little bit about that. And I thought, oh, so I went really quickly initially because I thought, oh, they're just having me regurgitate it for, you know, for another time in this show. But I didn't know that they had no idea um, of my experiences with that. We don't, I'm not going to get into all that now, but we did talk about, um, oh, Every and every one of these things are completely black. Shungite, black goo, and this little jar you hear me tapping on my desk. It just happened to be here when we were speaking about it. She legit. Um, S-H-I-L-A-J-I-T. This is a little jar. Just think a really tacky, black, tarry-like substance um, that's often found in just deep crevices and cracks up the top of mountains. I'm, I'm, I'm going really fast because it's not a she legit show. Um, you can look that up yourself and see, but this is a jar that was sent to me from Russia. And so from my energy perspective, and I've got been given lots of jars of this stuff from different areas, different types, it's frequencies, it's energy. That stuff they're calling she legit was down in those nooks and crannies and in those energies, for who knows how much time, depending on which one of these you got. So they're they're a, it's a way to download download songs. You know, I have to make an analogy from the way way past um, that maybe we're not aware of or able to think about because it's not on our comprehension level. So anyway, some people can hold this little jar, and it's usually little tiny jars because it's kind of pricey. Um, you don't need some people eat it. Some people like dip a toothpick in it, let it just kind of 
dissolve in their coffee, tea, their water, whatever it is. Um, it's not the greatest tasting thing, but it's not about taste. It's about frequency and energy. Um, so that was some of the topics. We now we'll see if this show, well, you're recording this show yourself, right, Nancy? So we should be good on a couple levels here. But that was some of the stuff we talked about. Um, I don't know if we got too much more we've to share, heard, guys. We've heard, we've heard about, we talked about this years and years and years ago. Oh, uh, she was you? Well, it's spelled S-U-G-I-L-I-T-E. There's different ways, just like Shungai. I've seen it spelled three different ways. Right, right. That, well, but that seems to be, I've looked it up on Google, and that seems to be what it's all saying. Hang on, I have another one. It, but a, it's not... It's not completely black. I'll tell you, I just walked out my side of my office because I have a guy that's bringing them in now, making it. So I've got two, the one straight from Russia, the one I literally just went and grabbed off the shelf. And again, lots of things go by different names, but these two, for listeners later, it's S-H-I-L-A-J-I-T. Neither one of these people know each other. They're, again, two different countries. Wait a minute. Um, so spell that again, but slower. S. And it's I will. And it's pure black. There's no iffy anything. In fact, I'll open. Oh yeah, I'll take a picture of it too, and I'll spell it. S H I L A J I T. She legit is how I'm pronouncing it. I'll take a uh, image of both these types and just go ahead and send them to you guys. Um, but anyway, so that's. That's a whole frequency thing. I'm really tacky, Tari. Um, just trying to take a photo is what you hear me bumbling here. But I'll have this up in chat in just a moment. And it's, I can't pour it out, so I'm holding the jar upside down open. It's not moving at all. It's that thick. Um, and if you tap in your finger, you have to go, you know, really get it off of there. But it's, I mean, it can absorb it through your skin, too. I've seen people put it up on their third eye area. And this will be in chat in just a moment. Um, I had some yesterday. And I don't have on my desk here. 20 jars of this, that, and the other floating around. I happen to have a jar she legit. Um, let me... Now, ex-military guys, I just knocked, knocked on wood there, or uh, stomped my foot on the floor when I said that. Uh, now, let me... Or people, not guys. Here's the email. And it's in chats. So, anyway, but that's what it looks like. And I'm not sure of the other ways. It's probably spelled, like you said, Nancy, a couple different ways. Um, it's S-H-I-L-A-G-I-T. I finally got the right spelling in here, and it came up all black. The other stuff had purple and stuff. It wasn't the same at all. Um, or what, from your readings, what, what do you see as being different from Shungite and this? Um, sh okay. This would, again, loose with my terms here help you add or integrate frequencies. Shungai helps you remove the, the I was gonna say the BS, I to say it, the BS you don't need. So that there's different tools. Um, so they're, they're sometimes beneficial together. Um, they're just different, it's totally different things. So, um, but well, so, go ahead. Black oil is um, something that we've talked about, black oil is something that we've talked about many times over the years. And we kind of came to the realization that black goo is part of the biosphere of Earth and every other living celestial body. 
the black goo that was used by the Nazis comes from another planet, that there's a whole history of negativity before it blew up and the black goo ended up here in a rain of meteorites. But we always knew that there was uh, black goo associated with Gaia. And my first introduction to what that could be was in the uh, uh, Deepwater Horizon situation where they were digging so very, very deep. And it seemed like the black goo that was being uh, released in that, uh, from that piping um, was Gaia's, Gaia, Gaia's black goo. Does this sound anywhere near what you think it is? Yeah, they brought that up in the show last night. Some some of the guys that knew a whole lot more than me, they found the black goo stuff in um, the Falkland Islands, a uh, meteorite or something or other, and then in the Gulf of Mexico, which is where I was, and I didn't know all that either. So, um, and then then we got in my little story about landing in it, and again having it all over me and that stuff. So, um, I, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Either. Well, we 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 can't really dismiss what what that story is because yes, you were deep diving and you ended up you were sent down with a little jar and you were supposed to get whatever at the bottom and when you got into it you realized it was like this black goo stuff you didn't know what black goo was but it was gooey and black correct oh yeah yeah and i don't think the term well, as far as i know the term black goo and we're talking about 90 1995 90, i don't know somewhere in there where i was jumping in it or in okay. that five Yes, my point being is if you were jumping in, because we're, what was that from? It was from the deep water horizon. That's what they were looking for, correct? Uh, yeah, and again, I'm positive because I'll have to tell you how. I, so we got, okay, just a few minutes here. Yeah, I was told to go, that's where it was, and yes, and that's the area. And of course, they told me just take a bottom sample. And then that's what I landed in was black gooey stuff that was not crude oil that responds totally different underwater I mean, i'd worked with it with years been on all kinds of oil spills also you said that it was heavier than water oil is, is lighter than water oh this was on the bottom this was on the and i, I didn't know all that at the time i just landed on the bottom sunk in it it was all a layer on the bottom literally reached down with a, a jar and put some in it and brought it back up for him handed it off to the company man as it's called and that was the well, end of my my ordeal mm -hmm. Yeah, we're running out of time here, but my point here is that maybe your advanced or accelerated uh, development came because you were in the black goo of Mother Earth herself. You guys want to say goodbye? We're at the end of the show. Yep, appreciate you all. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the invite. Have a good, have a good super day, everyone. Well, Thank we got something to talk about tonight on Cosmic Reality. <laughs> Oh, I, I was sharing with Dolly what uh, Alex Collier had to say about uh, that that uh, that Skinwalker Ranch and the Oak Island. Yeah, very uh, interesting. Excellent, excellent. We'll mm -hmm. have a good time tonight. Uh, Mark, you want to say adios? Yeah, thanks everybody. Radio Five G tomorrow with me and Nancy um, using Shanghai against DWs and similar topics. Thanks. And targeted individuals. We hadn't actually ever done, to my remembrance, one on specifically on targeted individuals. So um, we appreciate you all being here. Cosmic Reality 
radio show will come off, go off in uh, 6 to 8 tonight, Eastern Time. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.